0: This is Prevent Defense, the podcast.
1: What's going on, everybody? This is the Prevent Defense podcast brought to you by Radio.com Sports. I am Elliot Shore Parks, along with the one, the only, Brian Baldinger. And Baldy, all season, as we talked about the struggling Cowboys, Jason Garrett, Dak Prescott. We've talked about the struggling Eagles with Carson struggling and their three-game losing streak. We've always said... Chances are it's going to come down to this Week 16 game, and here we are, Cowboys at Eagles in Philadelphia. This Sunday, I will be at the game, and it's basically a playoff game. Cowboys win. They win the NFC East. Eagles win. They then would clinch the following week with a win over the Giants, which presumably they would win for their fourth straight win. So basically a playoff game between maybe the best rivalry in the NFL Baldy, lots to get into with this game. Who, who has more pressure on them? Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, Jason Garrett, Doug Peterson. But just initially, what, what's your initial thoughts on this game?
0: Well, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, we have sort of – just because of the inconsistency of both teams throughout the year, it seemed like this was the natural focus was going to be this Week 16 matchup here in Philadelphia to decide the NFC East. And everybody's making jokes about it, and that's all good. But Carson Wentz came out this week, Elliot, and you heard what he said. Mm-hmm. He said, look, this is the biggest game I've played in my career. And it is. He's never played in a playoff game. We all know you know, that he lived in the shadows of Nick Foles here and what he's done the last two years. And so he has to win this game. He has to come out as the victor in this game. Otherwise, this rolls into next year with the big contract that he's already uh, amassed. And people will doubt him, and he will doubt himself. You have to play well in big games. Do you have a big-game gene? Do you have that chromosome, or don't you? Some players, they never get it. They put up great stats. They don't win big games. This is a big game for Carson. It's on his shoulders. He's got to execute. He's got to play at a really high level. He's played well in spurts over the last two weeks. He's made some uh, highlight-type plays to throw to Miles uh Sanders in the back of the end zone was a highlight play. Uh, and so it, it falls on Carson Wentz's shoulders as it does Dak Prescott. And so for both these young quarterbacks and drafted in the same year, they came in through different, uh, different windows. One was a third day draft pick. One was the second pick in the draft and spent a lot of resources to go get it. I mean, it comes down to quarterback play and they'll, they'll be under the microscope. Every throw, every situation, good, bad. Uh, that's what it's going to come down to here in this game.
1: Yeah, I, I could not agree with you more. Um, this being the Car- the biggest game of Carson Wentz's career, obviously here in Philadelphia, I wrote that after their win over Washington and there's been some blowback on it. And here's what I would say to people that don't think it's the biggest game of Carson Wentz's career. like It isn't a bad thing for Carson to walk into this game with pressure. Pressure is how you end up with big moments. If Carson walked into this game with no pressure, then the win wouldn't be as impressive. This is a big moment for Carson. This is a stage he's never played on before. He's never played in a game like this. He has not beaten the Cowboys recently. He's seen his backup, Nick Foles, win games like this. So for Carson, this is a much bigger game than anybody else. If Doug loses this game, Doug Peterson, I mean, and the Eagles – it's not as big of a deal for the franchise. It's a big loss, obviously, but it's not as big as it is for Carson. If Dak loses this game, it's not as big as it is for Carson. Carson, this will really kind of shape how he's talked about the next few months. If he wins this game, then honestly, I think everything from here on out is, is basically gravy. I mean, the playoff game would be big for Carson, but it wouldn't be as big as this because it would be Carson's first game. But if Carson were to lose this game, Then all of a sudden, I think the comeback wins the last two weeks, I think some of the shine comes off of them because then you do say, okay, well, those were against really bad teams, didn't play great throughout the whole game, but stepped up big at the end. And that's what matters, winning the game, like you said, right? But for Carson in this game, he just has to win. He has to win it, point blank. And Look, we've seen Dak win these type of games. Now, obviously, this year, he's not been as great in close games. But overall, Dak's been to the playoffs. He's played three playoff games. Carson can't end his season without being in the playoffs. And I'll throw this stat by you, Baldy: Since 1990, when they switched up the playoff format, only one quarterback that hasn't played in a playoff game in his first four years has been the Super Bowl winner. And that was the backup for the Giants the year they won it. So, it is absolutely crucial that Carson gets to playoffs this year.
0: Oh, no, look, I, I, I totally agree, especially after the Eagles gave him the money. You know, I mean, yep. look, they, they didn't give Dak the money, not yet. Um, for whatever reason, they didn't. I mean, they, they paid Ezekiel Elliott. They paid a lot. Jalen Smith, they paid a lot of guys in Dallas this year. They didn't pay Dak yet. And, you know, it, I think it's I, I think it's a foregone conclusion. That if the Cowboys lose this game, that they're going to make a change as, at the head coaching position. Uh, I don't. Th- I don't think that people would dispute that. We'll see what happens. But yes, it, it's a home game for Carson. They will. There will be a home effect. It is the biggest game that the Eagles play every year. It is not the biggest game that the Cowboys play against the Eagles, but it certainly is the biggest game that the Eagles play. As a guy that played on both sides of this rivalry. It's much bigger for the Eagles than it is the Cowboys. And it's at home for everything. And so I think that this – I think there's pressure on Carson. I think he wants the pressure, though. He wants to show people. And I think he wants to – I think he wants to eliminate doubt in people's minds about Nick Foles, about what has been done without him. Um, And that's all – that all comes to the territory. That's not – that's not media. That's not anything. That's just facts. Uh, he had to watch that Super Bowl from the sidelines. He had to watch Nick, uh, you know, go to Chicago last year and win, and take uh, the New Orleans Saints to the brink in New Orleans last year. He had to sit and watch that, and that's hard for any for any athlete, much less if you're the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. And so, I think it's good to put these guys under the spotlight. Uh, you know, I'm I'm good friends with Kurt Warner. He talks about quarterbacks all the time, um, and you know, do they have what it takes to win in big games? And some guys just don't. And mm-hmm. so we're going to find that out. We'll find that out about Carson because this is the biggest game that he has played in. Um, the playoff game that follows this in more, you know, more than likely, a, you got the Giants to take care of a week 17, but more than likely the, the playoff game that follows uh, will maybe be the next big game. But in order to get to that game in January, He's got to take care of business here on sunday.
1: Yeah, th- there was an interesting moment this week at NovaCare. Carson's giving his normal press conference talking about, you know, just the upcoming game and those things and he was asked about not only this being his biggest game, he said that it probably is, but he was kind of asked about playing in these meaningful games and you're right, he wants to play in these type of games. The last 2 years Carson has has not played past week 14, but the interesting moment was Carson says, you know, the last 2 season seasons haven't ended how I wanted. And then he caught himself and said, well, personally, right? So I always think about like when Carson sees his Super Bowl ring that he has from 2017, it's got to have mixed emotions looking at it. Because on one hand, he clearly played a big role in winning that Super Bowl. No doubt. They don't get the number one seed without him. They aren't in position to have home field advantage without him. All those things. That being said... He knows that ring is not his in a lot of ways. And that's maybe it's unfair for being a quarterback, but that's just how it goes. That is Nick Foles' Super Bowl when you talk about the quarterback. So I do wonder how he feels. The last thing I'll say about Carson before we move on um, to to Dak, because I want to talk about him, is you mentioned the money. And a lot of times fans will bring up the money when it comes to players and look these guys make insane amount of money right they they sacrifice a lot they get there they earn every earn every penny for the revenue they generate but the fact is that the money carson was paid absolutely matters when discussing him because the eagles paid him that amount of money because they expect a certain amount back from him so when you say yeah carson got the deal he should be expected to win the game that's absolutely true the eagles gave him this money for games like this this is where you need your franchise quarterback. And on that on that note, where I'll ask you about Dak is, is there an argument to be made that in some ways there's more pressure on Dak simply because he has not been paid? I mean, if Dak loses this game, does that impact his contract? Or on the flip side, if he wins it, now all of a sudden are the Cowboys having to write a bigger check?
0: Well, they're going to have to write the check, period. Yeah. So it only goes up incrementally. I mean, you can argue – you know, Derek Carr got paid. You, there, a lot of guys have gotten paid over the last four years, Elliot. And you can argue whether any of them, a lot of them, have earned it. Uh, I, you know, the check the, the check is is going to be astronomical uh, when they finally sit down to do the deal. Does it go up higher if he wins this game and they get to the playoffs and the Cowboys win another playoff game? Probably, but at that point, you're, you're talking about percentages of a hundred and you know something north of 130 million dollars I mean is right. it 140 is 135 I mean I don't at a certain point I mean to me and you and to anybody else listening to this it's a it's a lot of money but it really isn't when you look at the big picture of a 25 billion dollar industry and the quarterback is your biggest chunk of your salary cap that will one day soon be over 200 million dollars so I don't know how much bigger it it gets. I will say this. You know, I I played with Reggie White here in Philadelphia, Elliot. And in 1993, in free agency, he took a $17 million deal from the Green Bay Packers. And he said, look, the the Lord made him go. You know, you could argue, you know, religion, all that kind of stuff. It's not the point. The point is, the money traveled with Reggie. It traveled until he won a Super Bowl. And he's in the ring of honor at Lambeau Field right now. I mean, and he deserves to be in the ring of honor at Lambeau Field. It was all about the money when he went there. And it was talked about a great deal. And no player really wants to hear about it unless they win. And then it all goes away. And, and how much money somebody made and the signing bonus, it all goes away. Because it's all about championships. And so for whether it's Dak or, or Carson, the money will be talked about until you win championships. And you, in order to get there, you've got to get to the postseason. And we're we'll only talked about the quarterbacks here. The Eagles' secondary has been atrocious.
1: Right. That's what, yeah, that's what I wanted to get to, to next. Now let we move on from the quarterback. So the Eagles' defense has really struggled. Well, actually, let me take that back because I might differ with you on this. I think the Eagles' defense did not play well against Washington, obviously. They struggled. They had, were bad against Miami. But one consistent you've seen from this Eagles defense is that they make stops when they have to. Like against the New York Giants, they were bad in the first half, didn't allow a single second half point. Against Washington, they struggled. But, you know, when Carson fumbled, they held Washington to a field goal despite the fact that the ball started in their territory. And I thought overall played better in the second half, except outside of one touchdown drive. So when you look at the Eagles defense heading into this game, How concerned are you about them, and what issues do you see that the Cowboys might be able to exploit?
0: Well, look, big plays in the NFL usually end up falling on your secondary, whether it's missed tackles or whether it's poor coverage. Yep. And so I've watched Devontae Parker, Darius Slayton, and Terry McLaurin tear the Eagles' secondary apart. Some of it was bad tackling. Most of it was bad coverage. The Cowboys are looking at the same thing. Now, the Cowboys ran the ball better than they've run it all year long last week against the Rams. And they played great. Zeke played his best game he's played all year. Tony Pollard showed you that he belongs in this league. And the offensive line and tight ends were outstanding. Now, the Rams tackling was atrocious. And that led to a lot of the 260 yards of rushing that they had. So if you're the Cowboys and you're Kellen Moore and you're Jason Garrett, do you look at the Eagles secondary and say, boy, let's come out and test this secondary. Let's take some shots and let's just see if they can hold up. Or do you go, man, the way we ran the ball last week, let's see if we can do that against the Eagles. So I'm sure the Eagles would love to see Ezekiel Elliott come out there on first down, second down and try to run the ball against this, this Eagles front, which is pretty good against the run. Linebackers aren't very good, but the front's good. So, I'm interested to see what the Cowboys decide to think to start this game. What they think is best, because if I watch the Eagles over the last three weeks, I'd say let's take a sh- let's take shots, let's yep. take deep shots, let's see if they can hold up. I don't care if it's Ronald Darby or Rasul Douglas or Jalen Mills. Let's take some shots, and I think that's what we're going to see from the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I agree. And one of the reasons the Eagles struggle so much with deep shots is because they're an extremely undisciplined team. I mean, you mentioned the missed tackles. The Eagles will miss tackles. They will be called for flags. Like, bad things will happen if the Cowboys throw it deep, I don't know, seven times in this game. Three or four of those will end up with positive plays. And that'll be a lot easier to get down the field than it will be having Ezekiel Elliott run into that line again and again. I know Zeke played well last week, but overall not a great season so far. From, uh, from Ezekiel Elliott. So if I'm the Cowboys, I'm definitely attacking the Eagles vertically. But that the one concern I would have, and as a former player, I want to ask you about this. Dak Prescott limited this week uh, with a shoulder injury. Um, I think they're calling it a, a shoulder sprain or an AC contusion. Um, but regardless, he's limited. Um, Jason Garrett is saying he can't really function right now. I think we will both agree that Dak is going to play in this game. I'd be very surprised if he didn't play. But how big of that is a factor going into this? I mean, if you're the Eagles, do you think that's going to impact the Cowboys' game plan? Do you go after Dak? W- what do you think of this uh, injury news for Dak?
0: Well, I mean, we're gonna you're, you're going to find out an awful lot in pregame warmup. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Jim Schwartz is going to watch every throw that Dak has. And so I think he's got kind of um, game plan A and game plan B. Um, and just see, you know, is he – Can he put zip on the ball? Can he push it down the field? Uh, Is the thumb that has been bothering him? him? How does the ball come out of his hands? I mean, I think he's going to look at everything because if he's struggling, uh, I I wouldn't – I mean, I I think it affects the way that you you play coverage. I mean, I might sit up there and just press those wide receivers, not let them off the line, Um, make him really show you that he can drive the ball into tight windows. So I think it certainly affects – uh, what Jim Schwartz is thinking about and what the Eagles are thinking about. Um, I've watched these coordinators in games down the field before game, and they're looking at injured players and players are you know are they are they limping are they favoring? I mean all those kind of things. They're filing all that information all the way up until the kickoff, and so I, I think it certainly affects what Jim Schwartz is going to do, and it should affect what Kellen Moore does. I mean, is it just a screen game? Is it a heavy run game? I mean, do you take the throws, uh, potential throws out of Dak's hands and put it on the run game and all the things that you can do, uh, even if you had to, if you couldn't throw the ball 20 yards, you could still put an offensive game plan together with a quarterback that's limited like that.
1: Yeah, I agree. So let, let's, uh, let's make our predictions here And because I wanted to get into the big game in the AFC as well with the Bills and the Patriots. Who are you picking in this one? I, I, for all the reasons we discussed, I mean, look, the Cowboys have beaten the Eagles recently when it's mattered. The last time the Eagles beat the Cowboys in a game that had any real consequence, I mean, it was maybe 2017, but even then the Cowboys weren't very good. So it's been a long time. And in fact, Ezekiel has never lost to the Eagles 5-0 and in his career. Uh, Carson's never beaten the Cowboys in a significant game. But for some reason, I'm picking the Eagles in this one. I like the way Carson's playing. I like the fact he's had some clutch wins. And honestly, at the end of the day, I'm picking Doug Peterson over Jason Garrett. That's what it comes down to for me. Doug has always won big games in his career in meaningful December games. He's 10 and three. Add in his playoff record, which is four and one. And he's 14 and four in games that the Eagles really have to win. Like when their backs are against the wall. Doug finds a way to win, even earlier this year at Green Bay, at Buffalo, right? So Doug knows how to get wins done, and I just can't pick a team that's going to fire their head coach to rise to a moment like the one on Sunday that will be taking place in South Philadelphia. What do you think, Baldy?
0: Well, I'm not in love with the with the Cowboys kicking game. I haven't been all year. I think that's going to play a, a role in this game, uh, especially on a probably – you know, I know this Indian uh, irks yeah. people. I, I know this irks people uh, over at the link, but it is a horrible field. Um, and so, I think to, I think that affects a lot of the kicking game. Um, I think the kicking game is going to be a big part of this. But I'm taking the Eagles in this game. Um, I, I I don't think they are a great team. I think they have a lot of flaws. But certainly the Cowboys have proven that they are a flawed team as well. And so. I'll take uh, I'll take Carson in this game, the kicking game, and I think the ability um, to shut down the run uh, is something I think the, the Eagles are more than capable of doing.
1: I'll take the Eagles. All right, which means we will be talking in Week 17 about the Eagles needing to win to get into the playoffs, and then we're recording our playoff pods. We will have our first Carson Wentz start in the playoffs. So definitely excited for that if that happens. We've been waiting four years. So pumped to see how Carson would do in a playoff spot like that. All right, Baldy, we're going to discuss the big game in the AFC on Saturday. But first, I want to tell you about Cafe Altura's COO, Dylan Miskowitz and how they experienced challenging and how hard it can be and how much trouble they were having searching for a director of coffee for his organic coffee company. But then what did he do? He switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. And you can too by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you, Baldy. It finds them for you. And this technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you can get qualified candidates faster. In fact, after posting his job to ZipRecruiter, Dylan said he was amazed by how quickly great candidates were applying and found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, as you know, Baldy, it's the smartest way to hire, and you can see why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes when you try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ziprecruiter.com enter, that's ziprecruiter.com slash enter, E-N-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, Baldy, bills at Patriots, this one is a Saturday game, so a bit of a short week. Um, as a former player, if you ball, any difference between Saturday and Sunday, or are you just lining up whenever they tell you to?
0: No, you're lining up when you're playing. They've all played Thursday night games. They mm-hmm. played Monday. They played Sunday night. Uh, this is a playoff – I mean, this is a prelude to the playoffs. It's a prelude to just – I mean, the last time these teams played in week four, Brady had his worst quarterback rating since 2006. He didn't make the Pro Bowl – He didn't deserve to make the Pro Bowl. The offense is in a deep funk. Um, Meanwhile, the Bills, I mean, this is now the number one defense against the number two ranked defense. And when you go back and you watch what Buffalo did Sunday night against Pittsburgh, I felt bad for Duck Hodges. He had no place to go with the ball. The, The Buffalo Bills defense, what Sean McDermott is doing, it better open up eyes around the league. Because they have a great, great scheme, and it, it 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 pressures the quarterback with overload blitzes. It takes away your best receiver. Uh, they have a shutdown corner that earned a playoff, you know, earned a Pro Bowl, a starting Pro Bowl spot uh, in Tredavious White. They've they've built this team the right way. The last two number one draft picks at Oliver this year on the defensive line, Tremaine Edmonds, the middle linebacker, are truly great young players that play the game the right way. But they've got all kinds of role players. Jordan Poyer, who's a former Eagle, mm-hmm. uh, former Cleveland Brown. I mean, he just has found a role on that team. Um, Matt Milano is a, is a great inside linebacker for Buffalo. I mean, they just have all the pieces. And if it was tough for Brady in week four, it might get even tougher for him where they put up 16 points in that win. I Buffalo has the all the ability – to go into Foxborough and win this game right now,
1: yeah. And for me, and this isn't as much of an X's and O's thing. I'll, I'll leave that to you. But from a purely like narratives, like of what's going on in this game, for me, like this is a Bills team where if you can go into New England and win this game, and they're not going to win the division more than likely because the Patriots would have to lose the next week at Miami, and I think it's safe to say that that's not going to happen. So for the Bills, I think what's at stake in this game is pride in a lot of ways. If they can go on a Saturday afternoon into Foxborough, national audience, everyone's watching, it's the only game going on at that time. If, if they can go in and do that, I think then you'll really see the, the conversation around the Bills change. Because as I've said maybe each week on this pod, when we talk about the Bills, you, you know everyone's impressed by the fact that they're winning. But I don't think anybody would sit here and say, I think the Bills have a shot at the Super Bowl, right? So if they can go into New England and win that game, I think it'd be big for Josh Allen. Kind of similar to Carson Wentz, a little different because of what's happened to Wentz's career. But if Josh Allen can go into New England and win a game against Tom Brady, if the Bills can win that game, then I think you'll really hear people say, this Bills team is for real. Because if you can go into New England and win, you can win anywhere. But from the Patriots' perspective, Again, not overly impressive play, really, maybe throughout the season, except on defense they played really well, but the offense continues to struggle. What do you want to see from the Patriots in this one to make you feel good about them heading into the playoffs?
0: Well, I mean, I want to see an offense. I mean, the defense took the ball away last week in Cincinnati four times, and the Patriots still struggled until probably the fourth quarter to put that game away. Um, this offense is really – is really struggling, and right now Julian Edelman is banged up. Uh, there's just no place to go with the ball. They don't run the ball well. Uh, you know, now it's it's not too late to turn this around, but it has they have struggled for most of the year. I will say this, and, and I, this probably um, is a far reach of my point, but if Buffalo goes in to Foxborough and either takes the Patriots right to the brink or finds a way to win the game. Are we looking at a changing of the guard in the AFC East? I mean, because we know Brady's not going to go forever. And Buffalo is building this team the right way for the long haul, behind a young quarterback that's got a lot of years in front of him. They made the switch to Devin Singletary, which was the right move, who looks like just the perfect complement running back right now with what he can do. Um, they are continue to build in the right way. They're probably a stud receiver away right now, and a third-year growth from the quarterback from really being able to contend. But you know they have been tested here quite a bit. Pittsburgh was on a playoff march. They took Baltimore to the brink. They beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. They took New England to a 16-10. Game. I mean they've been battle-tested all year, and all they do is keep improving. So I don't like. I just think that this. We're looking at a team that, for the first time in 15 years, can seriously contend with the Patriots for the AFC East, not just for this year, but for the years to come. And so that game, more than any other game this weekend outside of Philadelphia and the Dallas, has me intrigued by what the implications might be, not just for this year, but for the
1: long haul. You know, going into this pod, I had my picks written down for the uh, games. I had the Patriots. After hearing that, I think I'm going to pick the Bills. I agree. I mean, they've stepped up to each stage this week, this season when, when uh, they've needed to. Almost beat them earlier in the year, playing their best football. And I do think this is a bigger moment for the Bills than it is the Patriots. Now, Belichick will obviously obvi- always have his team ready to play. But I think which team wants this more? I think it's probably the Bills, even though the Patriots have a chance to clinch. I am going to pick the Bills in this one. Baldy, you picking the Bills as well? Or are you sticking uh, – you're going to think the Patriots hold on for one more game?
0: No, I think the Patriots hang on for one more game. But I, right. I know this. I've been around Buffalo this year uh, quite a bit, and I've been around Sean McDermott a lot. I know this. There's not one person on that 53-man roster in Buffalo that doesn't feel like they can go to Foxborough Foxborough win. Yep. I mean, this is a confident football team. And they play like it, and they believe. They believe in the coach. They believe in the coaches, and they believe in the players. This is a very, very united team, um, and it's, it, it, it's going to be must-watch. I mean, this is the NFL got this right when they schedule this on Saturday afternoon during the holiday season. I think Kurt Warner is announcing the game. I know he's excited about it, but they got this game right in the scheduling because this is a game that everybody wants to watch.
1: So last, last uh, game before we wrap up here that has some real playoff implications. Uh, Packers at Vikings. Um, no Dalvin Cook in this one, it looks like, according to reports. Doesn't look like he's going to play. He might miss Week 17 as well. So the Vikings are in a bit of trouble there. The Vikings uh, are basically playoff clinched. if they, they just need to not lose one of their next two. Packers clinch NFC North with a, with a win on, uh, on Sunday. Real quick, what do you see in that game, and who's your pick?
0: Well, I just saw the Packers beat Chicago at Lambeau on Sunday, and I know everybody in Green Bay is, you know, what's wrong with the Packers' offense? Look, this Aaron Rodgers has. Just think about this, Elliot. He's he started the last thirty games for Green Bay. He's thrown a thousand and seventy-one passes. Wow. He's thrown four interceptions. Like he's not giving the the, the Vikings the ball. He's not turning it over.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, they have. And Devontae Adams looks healthy for the first time since he busted up his toe about midseason. He looks like a true number one receiver right now. They got a good offensive line. They got a great running back. I, I just think the Packers have enough to go to Minnesota to win this game. Defensively, they're good. They're not great, but they do a lot of things well. Um, they don't give up big plays. They keep a lot of things in front of them. They've got a very competitive group. They they got a defensive coordinator that can make things tough on your, on your quarterback. I, I like the Packers to win this game. I think the Packers do a lot of things well. I, I think the coach and quarterback are at odds. And they're just – it's Aaron Rodgers' team. It's his offense. And he's going to do it his way. And I think the coach is okay with it right now. It might not be for the long haul. But – I like Aaron Rodgers to go and manage this game and do enough by simply not making a lot of mistakes to win the game. I like the Packers.
1: Yeah, I think the loss of Dalvin Cook is a big one because it puts even more pressure on Kirk Cousins' shoulder. Now, I was in Minnesota earlier this year, and it's an extremely tough place to win. I mean, that is a great atmosphere down there. I think the Vikings are considerably better at home than they are on the road. So the fact that it's in Minnesota, I think, is an advantage. But no Dalvin Cook, I mean, their running game with him is special. And when you take that away, and I do like their backups. They do have quality backups. But Dalvin's a special guy. So when you take Dalvin away... Puts more on Kirk Cousins. And as you mentioned, Rodgers is not going to turn the ball over. Kirk Cousins is not going to get extra opportunities. So he's going to have to make the most of the ones he has. And I don't think he's going to get that done. So I am picking the Packers in this one as well. And then if the Vikings lose and then the Rams can beat the 49ers, given the Niners their second loss in a row, then week 17 does matter because the Rams remain alive and uh, the Vikings would need to win in week 17 to clinch. So no matter what happens with Eagles, Cowboys, or Bills Patriots, we will have some week 17 matchups that absolutely matter. So looking forward to watching these games this weekend and then going over them with you next week, Baldy, and previewing week 17, and then we are in the playoffs. So Baldy, it's been a good time. I, uh, I appreciate it.
0: Elliot, always a pleasure. This is a uh, special time of the year. So enjoy it. I'm going to Cleveland I'll be doing the Baltimore Cleveland game. I'm anxious to watch Lamar Jackson in person and to see if they can uh, make amends for that 40 point uh, Mm -hmm. game that Cleveland had in the biggest win they had all year.
1: And I have Lamar Jackson as my fantasy quarterback. I'm going for the championship this week. So tell Lamar to bring it home for me and everyone out there in your fantasy football matchups. Good luck with the finale. Baldy, I will talk to you next week.
0: All right. You got it, Elliot. Take care.